And welcome back to another episode of Joe and Matt having a chat. As always, I'm joined by my very, very sexy co-host, Matt. How are you doing today? Well, good. I'm very, very excited because obviously the match last night, let's not, not drink it. The final will have happened by now and let's hope it's come home. But who knows? It's exciting either way. Um, but big, today, big match last night. Big match. Lost my voice a little bit, but it was a good atmosphere. Um, today we've got a different guest on, keeping to fitness related, but more group exercise where me and Joe are more one-to-one repeating and stuff. It's nice to have someone that enjoys a bigger group. Um, and we'll let her introduce herself. Tan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. So um, I have been in the fitness industry for over 10 years now. Um, started off doing about six hours a week in the gym. Hated fitness as a kid. Absolutely detested it. Hated PE, hated anything fitness related. But then one day it just clicked. And um, yeah, I just found my love of fitness trained to be a fitness instructor and then my first job I'm still there so my first job was where I am now and I'm still there sort of 11 12 years later I think but yeah started off in the gym and um, just found other ways I, I I enjoy teaching that's my main like my main passion I think I love being in the gym because you get to see loads of different people but I think when I'm in front of people teaching classes that is definitely where I'm at um, but yeah that that is literally my background hated it got to my mid-20s and then loved it and still loving it now (laughs) what do you think kind of made that change was there anything in particular or just you kind of yeah I was overweight as a kid I um when I was uh I think about uh, 15 so I was in year 10 at school I ended up developing ME so that's known as chronic fatigue syndrome now I think and I gained like five stone in weight so I, um, I was inactive for a year. Um, I did dance, actually, to be fair. I did dance for about six years before that. Um, but then from then, I think I'd gained weight. I was inactive. Um, and then that, that sort of lasted a few years. Then I had children and it kind of all just like crept up all this weight. And I think one day I it was so weird because it was I think it was Christmas time. And it was Boxing Day. And on Boxing Day, it's notorious that all the fitness DVDs come out, right? Every every Christmas on the Boxing Day, that's when they come out. And just something in my head was like, oh, I want to try it. So I I walked down to Sainsbury's, picked up a DVD, took it home. And then I used to do it religiously like every day. But I was so scared about doing fitness in front of people or having people see me. So I'd close the curtains. I'd make sure there's no lights on. It was like I was ashamed at what I was doing. But that kind of clicked. Then I got into running, which I really, really loved. Um, and then just tried different, um, like different areas. I did Sean T's, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, the um, oh, Insanity. I started doing that. So that kind of like, when I, when I started loving fitness and tried different, uh, like it went down different avenues, that's kind of like what hit it for me. And then I realized it was something that I actually did enjoy. And that's why I ended up doing my qualification. So from going from like closing the windows, the windows kind of closing the curtains and stuff. Yeah. Then being, then was it a couple of weeks ago, a class of 30 in front of you outside? That's yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy to see where I've been. I've done the, um, like the race for life warm ups as well. 
So to go from that girl that's closing her curtains and doing her workouts in the dark, like I had kids as well. And I was even scared at, at them coming out of their bedrooms or whatever and seeing me. Like I was that ashamed of probably where I was in terms of my fitness and how I felt about my body shape and how I looked. Yeah. And then I did a, a, a warm up for Race for Life and there was like 3000 people there and I was on a stage and it was like so natural. So it is crazy how getting fit and changing your mindset can completely change where you are as a person massively. So when you were getting into your fitness journey some people kind of go from zero to 100 did you go from doing nothing to absolutely everything or did you slowly work on it over time doing more and more and more as you went on and kind of progressed to doing these big types of warm-ups yeah it was definitely a progression thing I think when I first started doing my my workout dvds in my lounge I was very much like you know when you watch these dvds you've always got that person doing options I was always that person and it probably took a good year um, for me to kind of go from you know doing like marching on the spot for example to then go and doing like a high knee run it you know it, it was a course of it probably took me about four years in total to get kind of from that shy little girl in her and her lounge to be able to go out and run and actually have other people see me out running so it did take even when I joined or started working at the gym it took me a year to find that confidence to exercise in the gym. Like I'd always work my shift and go home and exercise in my front room. So it was definitely, I'd say over like a four year period of being like in my, in my um, living room with the curtains closed to then being able to have the curtains open and do it in daylight. Um, yeah, it was definitely a progression thing. It wasn't like I knew where I wanted to get, what well, I knew where I wanted to get to, but it was definitely over in like a four year period I imagine that that slow progression is one of the reasons why you've been able to do it for so long you said you've been doing it for 11 to 12 years now so my guess is where you've done it slowly adding little bits on as you've gone you've actually enjoyed it more and more and that's why why you're able to do these things I know with kids that have been pushed into sport when they were younger they often resent sport when they're older yeah. sounds like you were the complete opposite where you didn't like sport when you were younger and yeah. now you're around full circle and now you're doing a lot more fitness than you were doing when you when you were doing when you were younger yeah there's so much to it though isn't there as well fitness it's you know there's so much you can actually do and it's just finding your niche finding what what works for your body and plus what it, what you enjoy doing as well is it just like group exercise that you take or do you a bit of, do you do one-on-one -on -one stuff as well no I see I, I've done PT um I'm a qualified personal trainer and I've done it I did it before I had my daughter who's seven now um and I did like it. I loved doing like, I loved helping people and I loved having that connection with them. But for me, I think my passion is definitely group exercise and being able to impact more than one person at the same time. I love seeing like just, I love being at the front of the class and just seeing all these people that have come to do that class. Um, PT was good because you can personally, you, you, you know, it's one-to-one, -one, you know that it's like you're working with that person and you again get to help so many different people but I do think for me it's definitely group exercise is is where I want to go or what I want to stay doing um yeah just because it's just you're helping more than more than that one person at the same time that's just what I love <laughs> when um when you do classes do you ever kind of see yourself within people like someone's moving nervous for first class you kind of think oh I know that was me one day 
I'm going to kind of really try and help merge a few people that you know that a similar situation type thing. Yeah, 100%. You know, when you see that nervous person coming into the class that hasn't done any group exercise before, you've got, you know, especially at the moment as well. Um, well, we won't talk about that body pump that you did. <laughs> I think I swore through most of it. And the other instructor had to walk out half through. So I kind of, kind of. It was, was actually, hilarious. I was going to ask how intense, I imagine the classes vary in, in difficulties. How intense are like the, the top level ones? I mean, my hardest one that I teach is probably grit because it is literally 30 minutes of high impact. It's insane. But um, again, oh, it, it depends. <laughs> you did pump, didn't you? It was weights. <laughs> And then they'd say, oh, yeah, I might should be stronger and go heavier and then regret it instantly and just stuck with it because I think with with body pump though it's it you kind of the the idea is you go light weights and then you're doing high repetitions so the boys were like oh my god like we're just gonna stack our bar we've got this and they didn't realize what it mm-hmm. entailed so yeah we were used to doing 12 and not doing 12 and then doing another 12 then another 12 and another 12 so what, what would you i've never done body pump before nor do i plan on ever doing or <laughs> grit for that matter but I'm, I'm more interested in grit what would be a typical grit class how would that look like um, broken so down you do, you, half an hour? you'd always do um you'd always do a warm-up so it's normally about uh, two to three minutes of a warm-up um and it's make making sure you're warming up the whole body so grit is generally all body you do some core you do upper body it's all body weight as well the one that i teach there are three different types um and then so the one i'm teaching currently at the moment you kind of do giant sets so you've got four exercises the ugh, four exercises that you do back to back the rest um is very very minimal but the idea is, is that like a hit class is that you go all out in your working time, but then you you benefit from that in your rest time. Um, so it's normally about five or six tracks, but kind of each one's different. So in the one I'm doing at the moment, you teach four exercises back to back. Then it's triceps, so three exercises and then supersets. And then you've got like, you know, normally they chuck in something like um, a burpee challenge where you basically do, do a burpee every time they tell you. So over two minutes, you could be doing like. <laughs> <laughs> I think even the burpee would be enough for you, Joe. I think. For no, I, I don't know what you think I am, but I'm surprisingly fit. <laughs> not bad. Not not fit enough to do a grit class, but what? So if you had to pick like four exercises to do one of those giant sets, what would be your go-to four exercises? Uh, squat jumps, plyometric lunges. Uh, probably a burpee <laughs> um, and mountain climbers. I think they're for the worst exercises. Mm. You're always moving. There's a lot more muscle groups working in one go, so it's, you're going to feel it a lot more. Yeah, so obviously, what, you're training yourself, takeaway classes. What do you enjoy, enjoy doing in the gym? Or you kind of, I know you train sometimes, but not. Obviously, you do silly amount of classes a week anyway. But yeah, I love. Um, so yeah, because I teach pretty much most days it's really hard to kind of get myself to the gym I can motivate myself that's not the problem it's just finding that time because mm-hmm. if I'm teaching for example on a Wednesday I teach pump in the morning and then attack in the evening I've already done my like strength and my um like cardio so then I'm like well I don't really know what I want to train so um like I tend to go if I'm in the gym I tend to go on the stepper because I love the step uh, like the um stepper um and I train legs like I'm so not into training upper body. I know I need to train upper body, but I'm like legs all day, every day. Um, 
but yeah and I always do a little bit of abs as well and like non-negotiable if I'm in the gym I'll do something on the power plate and stretch out but I do love training myself I love just putting on a good playlist and just going for it Save you time bit of kind of just on your own I think you are yeah. Matt in the chat because <laughs> Matt never trained legs oh <laughs> work something out well if he is training legs he needs to work a little bit harder he saves them for spin <laughs> spin but Matt how many spin classes do you do a week only two so how many how many you, you teach one two only three I do Monday when uh, Monday Tuesday Friday spin so you, it's like an average you do like an average of like near enough 15 class a week isn't it something in total yeah yeah <laughs> crazy <laughs> but it's good because I can kind of some of them I scale back so I won't go 100% I've got my favorite classes and I save like like Saturday morning is like my favorite day it's three back-to-back classes but I think because of the people that come I vibe off them so yeah. then I end up like giving my best performance if you like on a Saturday but I scale it back on the other days and when you're planning the classes does your are in training have an, have an influence on that so if you've not done a lot of legs that week can you make or would you make a class more leg based to kind of fit in your training or would you not taking your own training into that uh I tend to I tend to write my class out based on the participants so I kind of know who's roughly who's going to come to my classes um like for example this morning I taught a synergy class so that is my class and I make it up and I know a lot of people that come um they love minimal recovery so they're very much like, you know, I just want to get it done. So, you know, we was doing a lot of high impact and they like to mix it up with weights and they like to put in abs. So I kind of gauge my my class or my list or, you know, my plan based on who's come into the class. Um, sometimes I will chuck in like extra burpees. If I'm in there and I'm feeling like I've got loads of energy, then I will chuck in something probably selfishly for myself. But I do tend to plan a class for my participants rather than for myself. As much I mean, as I, sometimes I hate the exercises, I'll put them in. <laughs> when you mentioned your synergy class and it was high impact. Is that, is in lots of plyometric stuff and high impact on the joints or is in like high, well, yeah, I guess, is that more bigger exercise? Yeah, more impactful? It's, yeah it's kind of like, um, like a hit class, but it's an hour. So it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit crazy. Um, but with, with synergy, I'll make sure that the, the exercises that I put in there are, for high and low impact while well, I'll always give that you know if we're doing squat jumps you know just a squat and a, a raise up onto your toes so like the good thing with synergy is that I can tailor it for people that don't want to jump around I have such a mixed age range in terms of who comes to my class that I have to have those options so it is high impact if you want it to be high impact but it, you can also scale it back and just put as much effort in just without jumping around like a loon and do you find when you're kind of given the options, when you said earlier, you said there's three options on the DVD, do you kind of almost see people progressing where you've done in the past? And I kind of think, oh, I know they do this, they'll hopefully get to that and get a yeah, bit of self-reward think, and see them pushing on. Yeah, I think that's the best bit about doing, being a group um, exercise instructor is that you kind of see where people start and you kind of see their progression so when people are like, you know, started off doing what I was doing and just doing a squat and a, a coming up onto my toes. And then six months later, they're doing like a plyometric like lunge and they're doing like a squat jump or the tuck jump. And you're just like, that's insane that you've actually like got that far and, and developed that much. It's so lovely. I think you must find it as a, as a PT is that when you've got someone that kind of, 
you know, it goes from lifting like a set amount to doubling it within a certain amount of time. It's like, wow, that's such a great achievement. Like, it's, and you're so proud of them. Yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of a good reward. So I had a client, you'll know him, I'll say after. So week one, squats, form was a bit iffy, 20 kilos, 30. He's 135 on his 10th week for a really good form. And it was he's just kind of like, oh, like when, when you kind of progress them nicely and you kind of keep it going, it's nice seeing that reward, whether they know they're progressing that much themselves. But it's good in that sense to see it. In terms of running, so you said you obviously run when you're getting this finished. Do you do much now? Or obviously you do quite a lot of cardio and spin and all that, but well. I yeah so I did I well I'd say it was more of a jog back then <laughs> it was a very very slow jog um and then I really found the love for running I loved just putting in my earphones and going off um mm. before Ava so she's seven now I was running uh, with a member down the club uh, we used to go out every Monday and run 10 miles around town and that was probably the last time I ran a big um like a, a you know a big mile or big uh, a big amount of miles sorry um but over the last week I've actually ran a marathon in four days so because of like situation and stuff changing <laughs> I've actually gone out and ran because I felt like I needed to um and I feel so amazing for it like the first time I went out to run um we got lost so it was supposed to only be three miles <laughs> Oh. and we got lost and ended up doing nine and then I think because in my head I was like I knew I was going out to do three miles and I was so angry that we'd got lost and I was like you know you know in your head what you want to do and mm. then like yesterday I ran out I went out and ran exactly the same route and it was like it, it wasn't easy but I was so proud of myself because I'm like I haven't run more than three miles in about eight years so you, I, where you did it first time obviously you got lost doing it a second time did you find it <laughs> harder because you kind of knew you were this far around compared to the previous time where it was I think it's around here I think it's there you kind of end up just going for the sake of it yeah I think because I knew that it was going to be nine miles I think the first time it was a bit of shock (laughs) so but yeah when I did yesterday I think I kind of you know I knew where certain things were although some of them I'm like oh around this corner I know we're going to be near a farm and then we go around the corner and there's no farm and it's like (laughs) maybe it's a bit further on but I found it a lot a lot easier the weather was a bit different as well I think when I ran um the nine miles last time it was really hot whereas it was um quite breezy so it's better the second time but yeah it kind of made me feel and fall in love with running again I just remembered how how I love being outside do you think it's kind of after having that kind of bit of time where you've almost done it do you think it's kind of you'll bring it forward do it more or obviously where you get back into teaching more you might not do it as much yeah I think that's the thing because I had the time I yeah. could go out and run um I could run sort of before my shift or after my shift at the club but I, I hate running on the treadmill yeah. I hate it I love being outside and you know change of scenery and I hate running where I live it's horrendous but that is probably what I'm going to do um but I yeah I'm, I'm I think I'm going to dedicate at least two times a week to go out and run even if it's only a sort of couple of miles because I just I think for me it's it's good there's something I can do for myself it's a bit of you time. So obviously where you do mainly group classes, you're obviously always surrounded by people and they're kind of listening just for you to just go, okay, it's just me, stick some music in, a bit of Beyonce and just go with it. Like that. Yes, I do love a bit of Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so in, obviously we've had three lockdowns, but mainly the first one, did you join the running or the running hype, I guess, with everyone else? Or did you do... 5K? Uh, 5K. Not even the 5K, just in, just in general. I know a lot of people were running 
especially in the first lockdown. Second one, probably not so much. And the third one, not at all. Mm. But did you do a lot of running in that lockdown? If not, what did you do to keep yourself fit? Um, I actually ended up doing, uh, creating a group on Facebook um, for free, uh, first lockdown. Um, and I had 280 people in there. So I used to provide daily workouts for those people every day. So I would teach from my lounge or the first couple of weeks it was in my garden. because I It was like all new for me. I've never done it before. It was so nerve wracking, like knowing that no one can see me because it was on Facebook Live. I mean, you know, because you've done it. It's just it's just so weird because you can't see anyone. Um, but yeah, so for the first lockdown every day, I was teaching um, live classes and I didn't have a rest day, which I regret now because it made me really poorly <laughs> because I was continuously working out. But yeah, it was so great. We had like an amazing community of people that would hop on every day. Um, and do the classes with me so obviously that group you did for free were you able to monetize any of the stuff that you did and take that forward between the second first and second lockdown and then moving forward from there yeah so in the November lockdown which was the second one I partnered up with someone and um, we did it together um, and then we would charge for them to be members of that group monthly so yeah for the, from November onwards we did um, and then again, obviously, that took us to the third lockdown. So we just continued to do it. So we did it for November. It quietened down a bit over Christmas, but we know that it does. Um, Fitness-wise, people kind of fall off the wagon. And then in January, again, it kind of boomed again. Um, and I've stepped back and she's she's still carrying on, which is amazing. But I found that because I was teaching like in-person classes, it was really hard to then have to come home and do it all again in my lounge. <laughs> so obviously everyone, you don't want to run yourself into the ground. Did you find a bit of a balance? Obviously the first lockdown, you just, you were shattered. But mm. did you kind of think, okay, I need to focus on myself a little bit, try and think what I'm doing and find that balance as you were going along? Yeah, I allocated more time for stretching. So I, before it was just high impact classes, that's all I was doing. Whereas the, from November, I incorporated a couple of stretch classes. So not only did that benefit me, but that benefited everyone else. Because I think uh, when I was doing every single day, I think my participants felt like they had to do every single day. Like, it, you know, they didn't, like they were like, oh, you know, I really want to rest today, but you're doing it, so I'll do it. So I think I kind of, it kind of forced me to have a rest day. So for the first time in like years, I actually allocate Sunday now as my, my rest day. I never had a rest day before. Yeah. I'd always be doing something. So I think it's kind of made me realize one that it's important to stretch and, and take time for yourself and and rest your body. I think like it took me a while, but I got there. <laughs> so it's all a learning curve. What <laughs> fitness is is it's learning different, obviously different exercises, how to do it, when to do it as well, and how often. Because I think a lot of people just, especially when they start, they go go go, knacker themselves to have a few weeks stop what they're doing and then they have to start again so it's finding that balance which obviously you found from them giving yourself a day off on Sunday which we'll obviously hope help you re hope recover yeah. yeah it's hard to get going though on the Monday I'll give you that it's like oh my god the motivation and oh but it's worth it my body needs it <laughs> I'm looking forward to waking up at 5 30 in the morning ready for the Monday morning after Sunday night it's going to be great <laughs> So working in the fitness industry over lockdown, is there anything that you've learned over the, well, I guess, 15 months now, 16 months? Um, so is there anything that you've learned? And if so, what would that be? Uh, the importance of staying connected, I'd say. I think during the first lockdown, everyone 
I think because everyone was stuck at home, a lot of people kind of just like stayed, you know, kind of stayed in their shell, if you like, didn't really reach out to anyone. And I think that fitness is so important for your mindset and for your like well-being. I think that you need to do that. Um, and I, I, I know fitness is important and exercise is important, but I think through the lockdowns, it's been even more important because it's kept people connected. It's kept people kind of sane, like knowing they can go out for a run. Um, it's definitely helped me kind of realize who is vulnerable in terms of the people that I teach. Um, during lockdown, I had loads of people reach out to me and they're like, you know what, you've really helped like my mental health. And now I think that was a big thing during lockdown is, you know, everyone was kind of like, you know, mentally not really know, knowing where they were at. And I think a lot of people, it took a lot of people to a dark place. And I think that just staying in touch with those people and making sure that they're okay. So I definitely think it's just like being a community um, for me and knowing that, that I've got that now and that I've created that you know, along with Sarah too, we've got these people that needed us. And I think that we underestimate how important we are in that industry and how much we help people. Yeah, well, people, so, look, forward to, like, people look forward to, whether it's one-to-one or a class, they look forward to it. If it's, you know, they think, oh, I had a crap Monday, oh, it's all right, Tuesday night, I'm doing this class with this person. It's mm. that little kind of treat for themselves, isn't it? They might not enjoy it half through in their neck, but... It's that thing about, I know I'm doing this, so they can, if they've had a long day, it's take that stress out in there and go from there. Yeah, I do, I do think that it's, you know, and everyone's completely different in terms of how they reacted during that. But I think, I personally think that the last lockdown was worse than the first one. I think the first one, it was summer, so a lot of people were like, you know, out in the garden. And it was good weather. Yeah. You know, I was in the garden by three o'clock with a gin. Like, I think, you know, although it, it was pretty rubbish that we were all stuck at home, <laughs> But I think because it was sunny and because, you know, it was kind of like a luxury, wasn't it, the first couple of months? And I think the the January one really hit everyone hard. And that's where I really noticed personally myself as well. I kind of went a little bit sort of downhill and kept myself to myself. And I found that I was like upset and down and didn't really know where I was going. I had no clarity. And yeah. I think that like exercise wise, apart from teaching, like I was kind of like off the wagon. I didn't do anything for myself. And I think it's just that importance of knowing that, you know, you need to take care of yourself and you need to, you know, that, inco- you know, incorporate fitness into it. Um, yeah. So does it make kind of over the last week, compared to obviously the four months before, does the last week kind of put it into picture where you suddenly have to almost stop again, but focus on yourself? Do you find that's kind of giving you a bit of a rest so you can restart and go again? Almost like a mini, not a holiday yeah. at all, but... I definitely took the week to focus on myself. So I, you know, read a lot more and, you know, I do things like meditation and because I think that I need it, it's just, it's just good for me. And it really helps me with what I'm doing. And it helps me sort of gain a little bit of perspective and set myself up for each day. So I've, I kind of like took that time to like read and like listen to podcasts. I love listening to podcasts over music. I think cause I teach it's all music based. Music. Whereas sometimes, yeah, I love to just stick on a podcast, even when I'm in the gym training, like I will listen. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of took time for myself and it kind of like, yeah, just refocused. Mm-hmm. Apart from this podcast, have you got any other podcasts that you recommend? <laughs> um, I listen to my lovely friend, Carly Myers made for more. Um, so she is uh, an entrepreneur but uh, hers is sort of, you know, she, she'll interview loads of different people. Um, who else do I listen to? 
Fraser Brooks. Again, I've got like a, an online business that I do. So um, I listen to quite a lot of um, like other entrepreneurs and just kind of see where they're at. Um, Carly is probably the only one I listen to at the moment. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I listen to like audio books as well, sort of on Audible. But again, that ranges from, it can be like a um, self-help book <laughs> or it can be like a, a business book. I tend to not read any anything other than like personal development books. No, I'm, I'm all for that. And I'd, I'd be the same as you. I don't like stories. But any yeah. personal development books, I'm all for. Have you got a top three personal development books for the people listening um the one that I feel changed my mindset completely is Gabrielle Bernstein the universe has got your back so it's very woo woo if you're not very woo woo um but that's really really amazing I loved that one um I'm actually reading um oh my god inspired magic by Michelle Hillier which is really good but I've only just started reading that and um Oh, I can't even remember the name of it. Pretty sure it's got a swear word in it, though. <laughs> oh, they're all upstairs. Is it the oh. I'm not giving a fuck. Yeah, I can't even... Oh, yes, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> I read that on the plane. Know that, that is a good one. A swear word in it. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I couldn't remember what way it went, but yeah, no, I love that one. <laughs> Matt, do you do much reading? Not reading, but I do listen to audiobooks. Or oh, I always listen to a book on the way to and from work. Just all, I've always got one that either repeat, repeat, but just you know, dyslexia, just reading wise, I just can't always take it in. So it's just easier to and, spoken to me. And then, and same question to you have you got a top three books that you recommend? Um, James Smith, do you like his book? Yeah, probably both. I've just got into him. I've he, just got into him. I follow him on Instagram. He's amazing. Good. Um, and then one by Anne Middleton, uh, the one I can't say what the book is, but it's. Yeah, one of his is really good as well. Um, but yeah, so Tan, question. If you were going to tell yourself now, if you were going to tell yourself 10 years ago what you know now, what would be three bits of advice you'd give yourself? Don't be, don't be afraid of who you are. I think back then, 10 years ago, I was very much like, what do people think of me? Mm -hmm. Like their opinions do not matter whatsoever. Like I'm the only one that can write my story. Um stay out of other people's like like just stay away from negativity like don't let that bring you down yeah um and never look back only look forward don't look back at the at the past always look forward <laughs> um you say but obviously like don't worry about what people think i always say to clients if you see someone looking at you they're looking at themselves and you're in the way of the mirror i always say that saying it's probably quite true people do check themselves out and you are just in the way of that which is why they're looking in that direction but yeah it's a good bit of advice nice good stuff good stuff i think we'll call it around there it's been good it's been nice nice chatting to you Tim. oh thanks for asking me on it's been good it's good it's been different so have some it's more than one one-to-one it's Gives a different edge. Yeah. I guess it's funny. Is there anything that we should be looking out for from you in the future? Um, just more classes. <laughs> more classes. I'm getting in anywhere. <laughs> and where can people find you if they want to find, I don't know, let's say, a TikTok or... I mean... Or... <laughs> yeah, I'm on Instagram. Um, so Tanya.perkins07, I think it is. There's 
reels every day i was reels now in it because um they said instagram they they put an announcement out or someone said something saying that instagram is now a video platform isn't it and not a they they go more videos as opposed to posts so um yeah them reels are going out <laughs> all the is time it's for people that want to know is it mainly fitness or do you kind of have a nice mix of just making someone laugh or Kind of it's beautiful. literally lifestyle so personal yeah I like to put a funny reel up and make people laugh um family business as well so it's it's a it's a mixture of everything nice very nice well Tanya thank you again for giving up your time thank you lovely to speak to you and to those that are listening thank you very much for making it this far and we look forward to seeing you in the next one it's coming out bye